everyone. Welcome to Cisco Champions Radio. Radio, radio. Today we are discussing UCS architecture with Kevin Egan. Uh, Kevin, who Hello. are you? What do you do? So, yeah, I, uh, I'm a director in our compute uh, systems group. I'm responsible for um, a team that sits alongside product marketing and engineering. They're called TMEs. And uh, yeah, been with Cisco almost 10 years, coming up on a 10-year anniversary. Kind of like UCS, actually, right? Well, we've yeah, already surpassed that's right. it. That's right. Yeah, we, we just passed our 10-year mark of... Uh, <laughs> and we're ready for puberty. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Now, if I'm not fired yet, Paul, who are you? What do you do? Oh, dear. <laughs> I am Paul Giblin. I'm a distinguished engineer with Presidio. I'm in my fourth or fifth year as a Cisco champion. And you can find me on Twitter at DreamlessOD. Hello, I am Malcolm Budden. I'm a network architect at an ISP in the UK, second year as a Cisco champion, and uh, at Malcolm Budden on Twitter. And I am Lauren Friedman Albert. I run influencer marketing at Cisco, and you can find me on the Twitters as Lauren. All right, so quick, what's, what's, the, what's UCS architecture? Give us a quick <laughs> little... Yeah, so UCS is, uh, is our compute architecture. It kind of encompasses uh, compute, hyperconverged, all the management uh, domains around there, but also the solutions. You know, when we think about compute, it's not just boxes, uh, software. It's really interaction with our partners, our, our storage partners, our application partners. Um, so those, those solutions, those application solutions, those storage solutions, converged infrastructure, hyperconverged infrastructure, uh, really all of those things, you know, really encompass. We kind of generically call it UCS, even though UCS really, you know, is the nomaker for our, our computer, our compute servers themselves, the unified computing system. So, yeah. Excellent. So we've had some really cool announcements this week around Intersight and around uh, HXAP, mm -hmm. and those are fantastic. But I think what we really want to talk about today is what's happening with the rest of the portfolio. So... I think one of the things that I've seen the most of this week and, I, and continues to be exciting for me is some of the, the UCS integrations in the DevNet zone and some of the capabilities that exposes that I think are unique to Cisco. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, what you're seeing out there and, and if you've seen customers taking advantage of some of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really the exciting thing and has been exciting for our customers for the last 10 years uh, is the ability to do, you know, really that integrate, you know, those APIs uh, with with all the third party functionality, whether that's Power Tool, whether that's Puppet Chef Ansible, so we you know we have our own Cisco tools that do those functionalities. They make those API calls. They give you that policy engine. But then we also, you know, we open that up to, to the third-party ecosystem for the real developers. You know, you want to write those in Ansible. You want to you want to create those um, workflows in in PowerTool, PowerShell, and that's something that's really you know differentiated us since the very beginning. Um, so you know, this week we. We've been highlighting that, you know, we did a DevNet takeover yesterday and, you know, a lot of different sessions uh, on both, you know, UCS tool sets, but also Intersight and, and how Intersight interacts with that DevNet environment, DevOps for the Puppet Chef Ansible, PowerTool, PowerShell, you know, the SDK guys, the API guys, the, the Dev Dev. Ops guys, the guys with the stickers on the back of their laptops, right? Um, I, have, you know, I have two laptops. This one is on this there? one is sparkly oh, clean. clean. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. my dev laptop, which is not in Barcelona with me right now, there is covered in stickers. You see? can't see anything. You've got the Cisco see? Champion sticker, right? 
yes, yes, I do. Correct answer. In fact, I think it might actually be one of the largest ones on there. It's almost bumper sticker sized. No, the Cisco Champion ones—they're like an inch, like two centimeters by two centimeters. I've got a. You got I a think I've got a sticker coming. You got we'll a new sticker coming. Later. All right. All right. On. All right. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, that that DevNet capability. I think we had more sessions here at DevNet than we've ever had. Uh, I put it all together. I think it was looking at 15 to 20 sessions uh, around UCS programmability, UCS uh, integration with the APIs, uh, DevOps, you know, and, and this is something that, again, it's it's been, our customers really love this integrations. It sets us apart and it's something that we're, you know, can continue on, you know, as long as we're, uh, we're doing the, uh, doing this, uh, you know, data center bit. So, <laughs> fantastic. So, go ahead, Matt. So, Kevin, um, could you, before we go on to like more talk about like the more modern features, can I dial it back and sure. dumb it down for myself, <laughs> if not anybody else? Um, wh where are we with the UCS models? So, I know we have like historically the B series, the C series. <clears throat> we had the uh, the blade, uh, the, the the blades for the ISR routers. Is it? Are we still there with those models? Or yeah, so. You know, one of our philosophies is really less hardware, less complexity, uh, you know, less touch points. And part of that means keeping a tight portfolio. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to have 40, 50 different options for customers. We're trying to pair that back, keep our engineering teams focused, keep our customers uh, with less confusing, right? And really focus on the things like Intersight, and the, you know, DevOps, DevNet. So that being said, you know, a couple of the things that we've shown here, we've got the uh, C240 short depth, the SD. Mm -hmm. which is really a telco uh, version of the C240. And the C240 being a dual socket uh, rack mount server, you know, we've got a lot of different varieties. That's one of those systems. We use it for HX, for hyperflex, for hyperconverged nodes, right? We, we've got this short depth model that we're coming out for, for uh, service provider type use cases, mm -hmm. um, NEBS and, and those. But also we have a lot of different storage options for that C240 as well. You know, all NVMe, right? You know, different storage, GPU, different card. Uh, so that's really become a platform that's uh, very much a bread and butter, kind of a sweet spot platform for us uh, to continue to innovate different uh, storage options in that. So the C240 and the C220, uh, we have, of course, our larger four socket uh, and up boxes as well for rack mount. And then our blade portfolio, we're really, you know, dual socket, four socket blades. Uh, and the C2, the B200 dual socket blade, um, it, it actually allows us to do two sockets, um, 24 dims today. And then, you know, even two GPUs in there for the most dense GPU uh, platform on the planet, right? Do two of those for every blade in just 6U gives you incredible density for GPUs. Um, so, you know, from our portfolio perspective, we also have the 4200, which is a uh, high-density box, four nodes and 2U. And, uh, you know, we've got our newest generation of fabric. So our fabric interconnects and our VIC adapters, they're going to enable that single ASIC to do um, all those different uh, connectivity options up to 100 gig, uh, you know, northbound and southbound to to, uh, to the VIC adapters. So that's really what yep. we're showcasing here. Excellent. So, you know, we're we're several several years into true multi-cloud adoption at this point. Uh, obviously, it takes away a little bit of market share from compute. But uh, I think one of the things that I've seen, and I think everybody else has seen as well, is that not everything belongs in the cloud, and there's still huge, huge, huge demand for uh, premise servers. And I think one of those applications is high horsepower machine learning. Uh, one of the things that I, I just went over and took a look at earlier today was, I believe it's the C480. 
yeah, is the uh, the high horsepower GPU right. driven box. Tell us about some of the cool stuff that Cisco's doing in partnership with NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, a couple of things, right? When we look at uh, the different, you know, learning, you know, training and, and different software suites that accompany that, uh, you know, you really sorts, it sort of starts to break out into separate boxes and really purpose built. And for machine learning and some of the training models uh, and, and the NVIDIA cards, you know, we really went with that 480 platform, obviously to get the density and the number of cards necessary for that, but also to, uh, you know, to, to, to give us the horsepower that we need, you know, to, to deliver that. Um, so partnership with NVIDIA is really strong on what we're doing with the uh, the 480 ML. I, Ravi on my team is over there just pounded. I mean, he has a line nonstop of customers who are and partners who are looking at, you know, how they can implement that. And so when you look at the box, I mean, the box is absolutely a vehicle, but then it gets coupled with that training software um, and, and those, those relationships through the stack, if you will, to really enable customers to be successful in that journey. Uh, and, and it can be complicated and it can be doubting. Like everybody knows I need to have analytics. I need to, you know, I need to do something with it. It's otherwise it's just raw data. I'm not crunching it. I'm not doing anything interesting. Um, and how you work with that data, you know, Cisco's trying to say, okay, here's the platform. We're going to try and make it simple from a deployment model, just like we've done with HX, right? You know, just like we're done with Kubernetes. We talked about that at the keynote. KD's talked about it in different uh, sessions he's given, you know, that ability to deploy uh, what could be a daunting Kubernetes, right? We did the same thing with big data, that ability to deploy big data, automate that through the APIs. Again, same same type of deal with uh, with AI MLDL. I got to say it three times and click my heels, Wait, right? AI, AI MLDL, yeah, deep learning. Ah. Machine learning, deep learning, deep learning, artificial intelligence is, you know, this. Neural nets all day. I, I've said it <laughs> three times and I can click my heels now, so we're good. Yeah, I so. think we'll have bingo soon if you say single pane of glass for me. Single pane of glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like single pane of glass. It's, yeah, that's that's so 2009. Someone behind you oh. actually just took a drink when you said it. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Excellent. <laughs> we should definitely make that a Cisco Champions drinking game. We can all finish one podcast and be on the floor drunk because people say single pane of glass so much. Wait, we're not supposed to be drinking right now? What? Oh, oh, day, oh yeah, day drinking. Single pane of glass either. Yeah. All right. Go on. Yeah, so um, obviously the platform's moving, moving on and being developed. Is there, what, what specifically are customers asking you to, to develop in the platform? Is there anything? Mm -hmm. Is it simplicity, security? Yes, some, absolutely. Some insights. Yeah, good. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so one hundred percent security is one of those things that, that frankly, Cisco hasn't done a great job of tooting our horn, beating our chest about. Uh, we kind of take it for granted that people understand the amount of security that goes into every system that we produce. Uh, we adhere to Cisco's secure lifecycle development process, which is wicked, wicked strict. Right? Everything that we put together has to, I mean, it has to adhere to this top to bottom you know, if it doesn't, it doesn't go. And that's not just for UCS products, that's for Nexus, for a Catalyst, SD, you, you, you name it, it has to adhere. And what that means is we have rigid design cycles, rigid requirements that we have to follow, um, cryptographically signed, you know, firmware. We have, uh, you know, trust, uh, immutable roots of trust, right? All these different things, NIST compliance, you know, all the different things that, that really encompass security. Um, from a platform perspective, also we have to extend that to a policy perspective. We have to extend that to what we do from a software perspective. 
right? It's not enough to just, oh, we, you know, we do this agile methodology. No, Intersight has to be cloud compliant. It has to be, you know, you're not just going to throw that out on SSL and say it's good to go, right? Cisco, Cisco IT helps us bless those things. Cisco's compliance department, Cisco security drives the design life cycles. And what that means is if, you, if there's an issue, I can't even communicate with my customer. I, I have to hand it over to the C-Cert, P-Cert teams because they will test, they will make sure that that functionality, they're not going to shotgun out patches. They're going to make sure that that's taken care of. And we've gotten really recognized nationally as you know being able to take care of issues when they arise because of that. So, I mean, I think you can tell I get excited, but the security thing, it's geeky. I can talk to you about immutable roots of trust. I can talk to you about cryptographically signed firmware. Yes, but at please. the end of the day... It's like it's a whole life cycle top to bottom that people we have to adhere to and the customer benefits silently <laughs> for the most part, right? Can I ask you, Kevin, on yeah. that like with the secu from the security side of things then, has that um has that been impacted heavily with the adoption of hybrid and public cloud and interconnecting on prem and off and public? I think, you know, a couple of years ago, we had some concepts around uh, multi-cloud, hybrid cloud. Everything said, everybody said hybrid cloud, hybrid cloud, right? And we yeah. said, oh, we're going to call it multi-cloud. Um, and, and some of the realities are, you know, at the time, we thought, oh, well, customers want to be able to move things in and out of different clouds. I want to move from cloud A to cloud B, back to on-premise. That's, you know, that's really not how a lot of customers are working today in 2020, mm -hmm. right? They're going to pick a cloud. You know, generally they're going to go with it. I had customers this week telling me, oh, I, you know, I'm not even allowed to use that cloud because we do their auditing. You know, the we do, we cloud. work, yeah, well, it's forbidden <laughs> cloud. So I have to use this other cloud and I'm not moving from that cloud. Once I'm on that cloud, I'm not moving from that cloud. Um, now moving in and out, having a mix, as you were saying, on-premise, off-premise, um, that's everybody struggling with that. What is a good candidate for cloud? What is a good candidate, maybe even compliance-wise, uh, for me, I have to keep certain data on-premise. Yeah on premises and then you know so again this is something that really you know really has every customer journey is different there and uh cisco's not trying to be everything to everyone we're trying to have a set of simplification tools back to your original question you know what are, what are customers asking for which mm -hmm. i think i don't i'm not sure we have enough time for for all of the uh yeah. you know <laughs> um, but i like i like the cor the correction to premises premises oh, yeah. yeah 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 that was good That's you it, like that was that, really good that was that. bothering you your uh, your literacy uh, background no it's I think, you know, for us, what drives, what drives cloud? It, it's a simplification of being able to consume resources when I need them. It's, it's an analytics engine that says, this is how much you use this month, and this is how much I'm billing you for. And, and I think our challenge is to say, hey, let's bring that experience on, on site. And so, you're, you know, you, you, you want to use and consume what you use. <laughs> you mm -hmm. want the experience to be able to carve things out, put them back in the pool, you know, and, and at the end of the day, that simplification is, is a lot of what we're doing with, with our, our compute infrastructure, like the management engines, really make that simple. You know, even with Intersight, you look at that connected TAC, the hardware compatibility list, the recommendation engine, um, you know, all, all these different allocations that we're doing are to make that experience on, on site to be just like cloud on premises. Thank you. Excellent. So uh, is there a specific profile of customer that, that you're seeing more of an adoption with UCS like over the last couple of years, or is it pretty much everyone? Yeah, so everyone. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're saturated, I think, right? Yeah, it's, yeah it, we have, we've been in the, in the game so long. Uh, we're number one you know, in, in Blades. 
for because our customers really value that simplicity model that we talked about, that API, that DevOps model. They value Cisco having, um, you know, being there for them for things like the CSERT, PSERT security engine we talked about. So a lot of different customers, you know, I mean, I talked to a gentleman, a couple, couple of customers just a minute before I ran over here, and he was telling me, hey, we, we acquired a company, you know, they're UCS, we were HP, you know, we're, we're looking at modernizing our infrastructure, think we're going to go all, all UCS. I'm glad they saw the light. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think everybody's journey is a little bit different, but but if you're if you're in looking at servers, looking at refreshing, you're looking at UCS as an option. And, and, you know, we're really giving them that value that says, hey, this is differentiated. This is what we're doing from an innovation perspective. Less complexity, less hardware, less touch points. You know, really try to simplify that experience. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's absolutely. Been very cool. Thank you, Kevin, Paul, and Malcolm. Um, I've enjoyed the premise of this conversation. <laughs> and I'll see you all next time. If you are listening to this and don't know what happened to you just now, you can find other episodes of Cisco Champion Radio on the internets, probably at uh, the Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download things to listen to. Enjoy your earbuds.